Someone You Loved by Louis Capaldi in the style of Blink-182. Listen to this. This is perfect for you, man. Good, eh? Yeah, that's uh, literally made. Yeah. Made. It's by uh, an artist called Blanks. So if you guys search music by Blanks, he did a cover. You know what's crazy? There's been like a, a, like an, a trend mm. of people doing songs in the style of Blink-182. At least on my YouTube algorithm. Yeah, well, that's because YouTube knows you. Yeah, but it's like I've seen like three or four artists that are now doing all these songs in style of Blink. I'm, I'm, I love you. <laughs> I haven't seen one really, and it's completely a you Maybe algorithm it is. thing. Maybe it is. YouTube is killing it with their algorithm. Hey, is it weird that I just gave you cheese? Uh, yeah, he's like, hey, uh, you want a slice of cheese? Uh, I thought the end of that would be like slice of cheese pizza. Yeah, <laughs> slice of cheesecake. <laughs> that's fair. So, right. Guys, I had a hard stop at the cheese. We were about to start recording the podcast, and I'm like, you know what? I need something for my stomach. And I'm like, I'm going to grab a slice of cheese. And I'm like, I can't just grab a slice of cheese and not offer a Mar one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, do you want a slice of cheese? And you're like, sure. And I brought it out. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't think I've ever offered somebody a slice of cheese. And it was great. I wasn't, uh, I'm not complaining. That was actually really good. It's like really in my stomach right now. Mm. Yeah. Oh, look, the window cleaners. Oh, they they have just descended on this balcony. (laughs) You know what's weird? It's like, I run to my room. Like I, I do you have social anxiety? Let's let's talk about this real well, quick. Well, if someone is literally at the your you know. I think your mic's backwards. Other way, other way. Every time I there, spin it. There it is. You know. <laughs> you're on like the fiftieth floor, right? Yeah. Forty ninth floor. And this person has descended on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't think there's any chance someone is not gonna have social anxiety well it's weird because like they're there for like a solid five minutes cleaning and you're just like ah yeah yeah hey. and it's the exact five minutes that you wanted to watch all the videos like like porn, porn. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. it's like you just load up the porn this is like, my 1 p.m time <laughs> um guys today's got a really interesting topic we we're talking about um a survey that was done about the top 10 misunderstood jobs mm. Uh, oh yeah! Look at them clean my windows. They're literally like, <laughs> do you you don't understand how satisfying this is? Because I get my windows cleaned supposed to be twice a year, yeah. But since the pandemic happened, it hasn't happened all year. So there's just been like rainwater, you know, and I can't reach that side of my balcony. Yeah. No, this is. I mean, it's gonna be so satisfying to look at. Do you not want like to take a Snapchat video? Is that weird for them? Probably. Well, that's a misunderstood job in itself, my uh, friend. A hundred percent. You know, window underappreciated cleaners? this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when it's a window you can't reach and you have to look out it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is great. Just seeing them clean it. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. This is amazing. Get the side. <laughs> nice. Okay. Comes out outside. Um, you miss the spot. <laughs> so, guys, yeah. Today we're doing. Uh, we're gonna go through the list. Yes. And actually, let me use some explaining music. We're going to go through the list, and we're going to take a crack at uh, guessing what the job is, because it is misunderstood. So if mm-hmm. it's misunderstood, we should have a tough time understanding it, too, because mm-hmm. we're amongst average people. Or we think it's one thing for sure, for certain, and it turns out to be a whole other thing. Right. So, yeah, let's give her a go. 
Let's give her a go. Are you ready? This I'm is going to be an order from, I believe, like least to most understood. All right. And we just want to say, uh, while researching these topics, okay, uh, we stumbled on LinkedIn's version of an article, which is, <laughs> you know, shout out to LinkedIn. I love you guys. However, <laughs> right. They have an article that's like most misunderstood jobs and they don't explain to you what those jobs are. <laughs> it's, it's literally just a list. <laughs> this is a list of misunderstood jobs. Here you go. It's kind of like, maybe that's why it's misunderstood guys. Like, why don't you take time to provide us some insight? But you know what? That's, is. that's what we're going to do today. Yeah. I haven't seen this list at all. I haven't actually, I haven't seen the list either. I saw, I briefly skimmed over it, but I don't know what some of them are. Okay. You ready for number, number 10, number 10 investment banker. You want to take a crack at this? I think it's pretty yeah. straightforward. Go ahead. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, you kind of uh, sell people on investing with your bank and you take their money and you know, you get a little cut out of the, uh, yeah, you get a little cut, whether you make money or lose money from what I know. So 43% of people don't understand this job. That's almost half. Yeah, it's quite a lot. That's a lot. 43% of people don't understand this. Uh, my guess for an investment banker is, yeah, it's somebody that takes your money and will invest it for you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, because the more money they have, the more they can invest in different things. Uh, so, and like different ones will have like a better portfolio and a weaker portfolio. Some investment bankers are good at what they do mm -hmm. and some are trash and you got to know. Here's what it really is. Mm. You match people up who have money with people who need it. Oh. By helping companies issue bonds and equity shares and helping companies buy other companies. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I go to the bank. You go I, to the bank. I have money. I got money. And yes, oh, that's exactly that's what it is. Yeah, it's just a different way of yeah, explaining yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, so you have money. They will help give your money to someone else in return that they give you money back once they make profit. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to go from order from least misunderstood to most understood. Yeah. Okay. Number two. It's going to get more obscure. Sports team manager. Ooh. 43%, again, of people do not understand what this job is. I can answer this. Yeah. I've watched enough soccer or football documentaries on Amazon Prime called mm -hmm. All or Nothing that help explain this. A sports team manager in terms of soccer is someone that is gauging which players are going to start or be a part of their team, um, which ones are going to go in. It's kind of like a coach. Yeah. Right? And then they help strategize if this player should come to them or if it's going to go somewhere else. In my experience, mm -hmm. in high school, mm-hmm. Why, were you a sports manager in high school? No. And the sports team manager is the shithead that got cut. That didn't make the <laughs> <laughs> But You're they don't right. want to cut him. You're right. In high school. And almost always. It's always, yeah, it's always like a weird guy. It's like obsessed with the, like the guys on the team. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> almost always. Without failure. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's the person that, they're not even cool. Like, they're not, like, you know no. what I mean? Like, I've been cut from soccer teams many a times, right? They're just happy I would to never be, be like, well, uh, you know, can I be can a I sports sniff, team manager? Yeah, sniff their cleats. <laughs> I mean, I mean, clean their cleats. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, sports team manager in our high school, he bought us friggin' uh, jerseys. They were actually nice jerseys. Anyways, point is, he sucked. We hated him. I don't know how he got on the team and he gets there and tells us to do laps. Don't. What don't the go. hell? 
Was this a, was this a Don't do that, AG. I know you know your initials, bro. Was this a kid? <laughs> yeah, yeah. AG. Who is now, I think, an investment banker. This is hilarious. Wow. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, here's what it is. You make sure your team wins by managing coaches and athletes, overseeing practices, and making play decisions during the game. That's essentially a coach. Yeah. It's just I've noticed that in the game of soccer, football, yeah. they call them managers. But here, we call them coaches. But that's the same job description as a coach. Wait, read that again. Sorry. You make you sure your team wins. Okay, that's kind of a bizarre one. <laughs> By managing coaches and athletes, overseeing practices, and making play decisions during the game. Okay, so this is head coach over here. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, that's literally what head coach is. That's exactly what it is. Okay, next. A PR manager. Oh. Now, 50% of people don't know what a PR manager does. Mm. I have a really good understanding about this. Yeah. Um, I'll give the other lens of it, which is I think, you know, even though a lot of people think it's a lot more like social media now and all that, mm -hmm. um, I think it's a lot to do with communications as well. You know, like press releases and um, uh, communications, like you're without you're saying words. The no, communication. I, I, no, no, like, like written communications. You know what I mean? I think a right. lot of people think it's just like some like a lot of times they think it's like a cool job where it's like you're always with celebrities, this, this, that. But really, well, it's a lot more. Uh, I think you are academically just more writing as a PR manager. You are with celebrities. Actually, you're, you're mainly with one celebrity mm -hmm. and your job is to maintain their positive appearance with the public. So, yeah. Let's say a scandal comes out. Your PR manager is going to help you get over that scandal by maybe, hey, man, you got to do some more charity work or, hey, let's post this and let's get people to think you're more of this. You yeah. know, um, they are protecting your brand and your imaging. See, that's uh, yeah, I guess I was coming at it from like the company's PR manager. Right. But still, uh, it's, but a, still it's the same thing. It's a public relations manager. So it's yeah. it's maintaining a good relationship with the public. I'd love to be on a PR team, man. PR. I love love. Like I'm yeah. pretty fluffy, so I could. I feel like I could PR that shit. Yeah, but I just I'm not good with the communications part. But it's about like figuring out what to do during a scandal, which would be hard. That's amazing. like okay. You want to do it? Let me give you an example. Okay, I've I've been in scandals and got myself out. Oh, that's true. We've heard about these. You know. Um. Okay. Let's say. How, here, how how would you help somebody that has a nude released? Uh, friggin. Go to Pornhub and monetize that shit, baby. Make sure we own. <laughs> uh, no, no, okay. Um, yeah, I think with the, with the nudes, things like this, um, you know, you do your little uh, talk show circuit, okay? Talk about uh, the important. Hold on, talk about the importance of your privacy as a person, right? Right. Kind of humanize yourself. Be like, like this is not cool for anyone to uh, to circulate this, right? And then you start working with the internet companies to make sure that Hold nude on. is out. Let me let me challenge that. By doing a press circuit for a nude scandal. <laughs> okay. Already an awful I, idea. I, I use the wrong word there. You are <laughs> essentially bringing more attention to it. Yeah. The idea is you want to, yes, mention. I would say go on Twitter and do a light explanation, which is, hey, this is my privacy. I was hacked or whatever. Yes. Um, and, and you play that role. Beautiful. Because if you were hacked, that is nobody's business to see that. If it was intentionally leaked and it was something you did, well, that's a different PR campaign. Yeah. 
but I would not say, listen, bro, we got to get you on Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Kimmel, let's talk about this dick. <laughs> I just remember it was like some celebrities went, you know, when like the whole iCloud hacking happened, yes. a lot of celebrities went on thing and the, they're the, like, this is happening. Is that what it's called? It was called the fappening <laughs> because everybody was getting their nudes hacked. Imagine your PR manager. Yeah. The fappening is happening. Yeah. The fappening it's, is it's here. Fappening. Uh, you know, shout outs to the best. I challenge you to think of like what, like the best PR. Give me one. Move. Give me one. To me, Justin Bieber, right after he like pissed in buckets pissed or in whatever. Bucket? No problem. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, when he did the roast of Justin Bieber, like. Yeah. And, he, you know. The PR thing was like, hey, look, I'm a total shithead. I'm going to change for the better. And, and he did. It gave gave the public a chance to see him get ripped on because everybody at that time wanted to rip on Justin Bieber. Yes. It's kind of like, you know, we just saw Joe Biden rip on Trump, basically saying, will you shut up, man? Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people that weren't for Trump loved it. Yeah. Because they're like, that's what we've all been wanting to say to, to him. him. Right. Yeah. So you look at Bieber and it's like, OK, that was a great PR campaign. Give me a situation. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to see what I can do. Um, Make it as obscure and messed up as possible. Obscure and messed up. What oh, you are? We were with nudes, eh? Um, you are uh, a celebrity or CEO of a company. Okay, Mayor Rob Ford of Toronto. Cocaine scandal. Cocaine mayor. Yep. Mayor of crack. Yeah, the crack mayor. Crack mayor. Uh, how would you handle it if you were the mayor's um, uh, PR manager? This is good. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so for those of you <laughs> that don't know, years ago, uh, we had a mayor named Rob Ford who a video leaked of him smoking crack yeah. out of a pipe. And um, honestly, at that point... He denied it at first, and then... The video came out. The video came out. That is like... <laughs> There's no denying Yeah, this. he's... Um, Man, that's a good one. That's tough. I would say... You can't just go on Twitter, baby. No, you can't go on Twitter. You'd have to own up to that and say that you've got demons and mm -hmm. you'd have to step away from the job. Demons is the word. Yeah. You'd have to step away from the job and say, I've learned that uh, there are more personal issues that I have to work through at this point in time. There's no way you're going to be in a position of power, get caught smoking crack, and then continue. Yeah. You know, Ellen, we even talked about this. Ellen was borderline. She got caught with a toxic work environment, and I'm watching them as if they're just trying to bury it. They went right back into Ellen mode. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. They're just going to pretend that none of this happened. They did a very basic-ass funny apology and just moved along. You know what I mean? People probably dealt with stress during that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just going to move along like nothing? I don't know. Almost always burying it never works. So. Well, I think it's going to work for Ellen. She lost a lot of credibility amongst people that thought she was like a saint. Yeah, yeah. It, me being one of them. And I, I never thought. That, she, yeah, now she just relegated down to not saying uh, you're just a talk show a host. A talk show host. And I, I, I didn't think she was a saint, but I did think that was like, wow, Ellen is not only so notorious for being kind, but now yeah. I'm just like, no, I'm sorry. Uh, like she's just still doing good things, but the the role model status is sort of just taking a little bit of damage, unfortunately, because I I still like Ellen. Yeah. I just it, it sucks to hear that happen it's the whole uh don't meet your heroes yes type of thing except we all got exposed to the real yeah real side of her okay next did i oh i didn't explain also mother Teresa had a great pr move it, wasn't she like a total like she wasn't like hold on isn't she still alive mother Teresa? yeah no i thought she was dead maybe maybe she, go on what were you I saying thought she passed <laughs> 
I, from what I know, Mother Teresa's like <laughs> oh, past. Like in the beginning, she was like, oh, she did. Nineteen ninety-seven. Where have I been? <laughs> yeah, Holy like, shit! Uh, yeah, like in the beginning, she was like, like not the greatest person. Really? Like, yeah. And then, and then be honest, because of that, that's she, a misunderstood job. I don't know what Mother Teresa did. Yeah, uh, she was like a nun, uh, a famous nun who. Uh, Went to like underprivileged uh, communities and um, was all into like education, uh, women empowerment, huh. and like yeah. Okay, this is half asked, like this is half BS and half truth. It almost seems like Mother Teresa should have been in like a a ship with the Pope, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, and she like took care of everyone, like because they're I guess they're I don't know if they're the same. They're obviously not the same role, but they both are playing in that field. Yeah, no, she's just like a celebrity nun, I believe. A celebrity nun. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, what were you saying? Uh, yeah, I don't know. So Mother Teresa, from the beginning, like, apparently she wasn't, like, the best person. I think she did, like, some bad stuff, <gasps> right? And then that got her into the whole nunning and, you know, motherly things, right? Mm -hmm. And then she basically had, like, a big change of heart, and then she became, like, the sweetest mother in the world. Oh, you're right. It says, Mother Teresa believed the sick must suffer like Christ did on the cross. This is the criticism she faced. Wow. It's wild. Even Nobel. Man, I'm sorry. I'm going off on these people. Nobel, the guy who, like, Wait, made Nobel? the Nobel Prize. Yeah. I thought Nobel was, like, a sponsorship of cheese or something. No, no, no. Nobel is, like, he was, like, at one time one of, like, the richest people, right? For very, like... Not cool things like I think like weapons and like wars and stuff like that. Like that's how he made his riches. And I think like oil, something like this. Anyways, his literally his PR move was we got to make like basically a prize that shows off humanity. Right. And the uh, Nobel Prize was made for, I think, science in the beginning yes, and all that. Yes, yes, Right. So... Literally, when you think Nobel, if you think, like, who is the guy who made the Nobel Prize, you'd think probably a, a decent person. But in the beginning... I thought it was just a a, a company or, like, a congregation, kind of like the UN. No, the no, Nobel. no. Okay. Anyways. Um, so, PR. Basically, you make your clients look good by coordinating interviews and providing information about them to the media. Which yeah. is exactly what we said. Yeah, so, I don't, I'm surprised it's 50% people don't understand because... That's like almost like a stereotype when you see Hollywood movies. The person's got like the headset and they're like, okay, come on, we got to go get photos. It's like, yeah. it's pretty apparent what they do. Um, next, a radio producer. 51% of people don't understand this. Uh, this is pretty straightforward, guys. Anything that needs producing is going to have a producer. A yeah. radio show has music. It's got elements. It's got games. It's got contests. Yeah, so it's basically uh, the person who brings up ideas uh who oversees the you know it's actually being made mm -hmm. you know, oversees like the host the yep. engineers in the yep. back all that um dan in this situation is our producer that's right you know what's up my name is producer <laughs> dan baby <laughs> if i can get you a video oh shoot <laughs> of how he's doing this i can't reach the, the soundboard from where i'm at so i use my foot this guy's literally with his heel production. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so let's see. Uh, radio producer, you oversee a radio show or a regular segment on one 
by choosing music, booking guests, and patching callers through. This is obvious, guys. When you hear anything, I, I've got to, I'm triggered by this. Yeah. Because YouTube's the same thing. As a YouTuber, you produce your own videos. So I'm editing my own videos. It's not that I turn on the camera and I start talking and all of a sudden my whole world is just a jump cut naturally. <laughs> that's an edit. That's a cut. That's a producing move because you're like, okay, this is too long. Let's cut this. And then we add sound effects. We add like... Produ yeah, and, and, producing and you basically go from like a 30 minute or 60 minutes of, of, of content to five minute video. Right. Producing wow. is everywhere in our life. I, I just don't think people understand... It's everywhere. Yeah. There are there are producing moves everywhere, and it's not just in TV or radio. Yeah. People are producing everything. Except yeah. for that one person on Instagram that just stories their whole life. Oh, I feel attacked. Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, man, you story good parts of your life, you know? But there are people that are like, and anyways, uh, yeah. you know, there's 32 bricks in uh, my garden over here, and, you know, I'm thinking of getting a 33rd yeah. brick. And it just goes off. Yeah, kind of like pointless stuff. Yeah. Um, Sounds to you. Sociologist. Ooh. Ooh. Sociologists. 52% of people don't know what a sociologist does. Jesus. I, I'm, I might be a part of that. I think, I think we're getting there. I think we have now crossed. Our, we're crossing we're the threshold. Six. We're at six. We're getting close to halfway. Mark. Misunderstood. Um, a sociologist? sociologist. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here's what I think they do. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear this. <laughs> They obviously study sociology. Man, that's bullshit. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Which is obviously like how, you know, how people work together and how societies function better, right? I think for the most part, sociologists yeah. is just a cop-out of you now have a PhD in sociology and now you just want to be a professor, right? However... You still haven't explained it. I know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think uh, they work with uh, city planners... I think they work with city planners and like government agencies uh, to 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 show uh, how this could work for humans. 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 <laughs> I think a sociologist is someone similar thing that studies how society functions ah. in terms of <laughs> what they need for infrastructure. Oh, we need a school here because that's what I said with the government. You didn't say that though. That's what I meant with the government. What do you mean? <laughs> okay, you did say that. Um, but I think I'm just taking the name sociologist. I'm taking society and I'm like, ologist means study. So study, so study yeah, society for sure. Anyways, let's see what it is. It's going to say the same thing we've just said, bro. You learn about people's beliefs and behaviors by conducting and analyzing surveys and interviews. Okay. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we were right. We were right. Uh, we, we should have done more on the research part. It's true. Anything with all no, study, study and research is the same thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Oh, what the hell? A sub editor. Sub-editor. 59% of people do not know what a sub-editor is. I'm going to take a crack at this. A, a sub-editor is somebody that will... You'll have the main editor. That's like, say, a newspaper. Mm -hmm. An article goes out. You'll have the editor. And then you'll have a sub-editor that'll do a second check on it. Fact check. Uh, credibility check. Quote check. I think... I think you're on the right track. I just, I think the sub editor does more of like the, like the task you really don't want to do. Yeah. Like, let's say like in video fact checking, main editor is gonna do the jump cut, right? Sub editor is gonna be the guy who like friggin' makes thirteen folders and organizes all the folders. Shit, that's not 
that important seemingly. Okay, so you're saying like an organizer. Yeah, just okay. like I'm sorry, I can't say this in any way, any other way, but like the more bitch job of editing, <laughs> which we all have okay. to do, we all have to go through. <laughs> A sub editor. You make sure any story that goes into print or on the web is readable and free of error and help out with headlines and photos. That's what you said, yeah. We be- that was what you said, too. I'm, I mean, no. I, 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 okay. I think, yeah, I, yeah. I'll be wow. fair. Wow, I'm impressed I got that. I yeah, actually you got that dead on. I did not know what that was. Um, Sub-editor. Oh, next one. Social media manager. Perfect. 61, 61% of, this is an old article. It's got to be. I'm going to say 2012. 2013. Hey. There's no way in this day and age everybody knows what a social media manager is because everyone thinks they're one. <laughs> and it's bullshit. I'm triggered by this too. Go 61% ahead. of people Go don't trigger know. trigger yourself. Social media manager in this day and age mm. is not uh, you holding up a beauty product in front of your palm saying, today I'm using lotion underneath my eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not what a social media manager is. Yeah. A social media manager is somebody that will help you, kind of like a PR manager, build your social media following. Yes. So, hey, okay, today we or this week we got to do two videos. We've got a sponsorship that's going up, so we got to get one post up as well. Um, it's someone that is going to help you manage your social media because social media in 2020 is very much a job. It's a business. Yes. You can be an entrepreneur. Question for you. Yes. They always say, you know, don't get someone to help you that hasn't done it before, right? I'm a, so a big believer of this. Okay, so you go to a social media manager and their page only has 1,300 followers. Yeah, where's your credibility? Like, uh, r- So social media managers should have 50K to 100K? A social me- is that a th- thing? But here's the thing, and I know this is going to be a controversial thing. Any job that you do, you need to have experience in doing the job that you're coaching or you're doing. Okay. It's kind of like having a soccer coach that never played a day of soccer in their life. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because what if what if, what if they can say to you, the soccer coach or the social media manager, right? Like, look, man, honestly, they, my page is a personal page, thirteen hundred followers, mm-hmm. right? However, these are the pages I have produced and made them go from here to here, right? Right. If there's credibility, so I, so I don't need to play soccer, but these are the experiences as a coach right i've gotten these soccer players from here to here so if there's credibility yes like that it's a different story if it's uh, a new person coming in saying hey i can manage it because there's a million of those yeah there's a million people out there like oh i can manage you no you just want to get you boost yourself Mm -hmm. is it's bullshit but there are people that can study the back end of what might work for social media that'll help absolutely but there's just certain jobs that i'm like and, and, and I guess the reason why is because I've managed myself this entire time. Why would I let somebody that doesn't know how social media works mm. manage me who's done this for like eight years? There's a lot of things you can say. My channel is about to hit 100 million views. Damn. And I've done this for six years. However, I'm awesome. very much aware that there are other channels out there that have been able to accomplish that in two years, mm. in three years, and that my channel isn't at the same level mm-hmm. totally fair but the fact of the matter is i can now after youtube confidently go in and help manage other people saying i did this for i did this for seven years i'm gonna toot my own horn here i've done this for seven years wow I've, I've maintained this career for seven years a lot of people will have it for three and they'll fade or they'll have a controversy or they'll be lazy or yeah. they'll 
they'll do something. But I've maintained it for seven years that I feel like if I'm going to have somebody manage me, I need to see proof of concept. If you don't have that, um, I need to know how you're going to manage my profile. Yeah. Because I've been to so many events and panels where these pompous ass people come in. They use these big words, and I'm like, "You're you don't know anything you're talking about." And they're arrogant as shit. I'm like, "Why am I gonna ever want to work?" It's just synergy with you? and ecosystem. Yeah, and you got to be organic and authentic. <laughs> and it's like you're just using just words. Attitudes. I like <laughs> I I've been on stage with um with people before. I'm like, you don't know what the hell you're talking. You're using mm. you're using words that are convincing the people in the audience. And if that's all it takes, then you're doing a good job. Yeah. But I'm sorry, it, it just pisses me off. Okay. No. Sometimes you just you know. Sometimes when someone says "thrive" a little too many times, yeah. you're just like, exactly. Thrive, thrive what asshole? Yeah, thrive or or they say the obvious like you, you got to pump out more content. No shit. <laughs> no shit. If I could pump out five videos a week, I would. But I've come to a place where mentally I won't be able to think of a good video multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like here's here's a shot at somebody. I was at an event, and they had the. Uh, brand manager or whatever of Canada there. Mm. And they're like, oh, come on, Dan, we want you to meet him. Because I was sort of like in a part of this ambassador program with this company. I won't say what it is. Mm-hmm. And I go to meet him, and he already had a few drinks, drinking his own supply. Mm-hmm. And he makes a comment, goes, you know what your problem is? I'm like, what? He's like, you need like 10 million subscribers. And I just remember standing there thinking, what an arrogant piece of shit this guy is. Because obviously... We all need 10 million subscribers, but you're not going to find worth on different degrees. You're thinking only if you have 10 million subscribers that they're valuable. That's a rookie move right there. That's that's praising the pros. They don't need any more of that. Yeah, yeah. So and, and also you're not looking at engagement rates and shit like that because uh, or local like yeah. like look at local or or, or genre based. Yeah. Like I now am building a following in the art community, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's how you can actually sell much better. And represent things much better, right? Um, I think there's like a now, uh, hopefully, a push. And I think you might not like this, or you might like this. I don't know. But there's a push to like micro influencers, right? Like there's a hundred percent. That's a real thing, right? Because like absolutely, it's, yes, dude. I can get my shit from influencers, yeah. right? But I would trust my friends who only have a thousand followers a little more than someone who might have a hundred thousand for different reasons. Obviously, the hundred thousand has like social proof. That's why I would trust them, right? But this is to a, a, a certain degree. Like micro influencers aren't going to be, yeah. You can't be a micro influencer and have a thousand. Yeah, yeah. Like there's people out there that have amazing Instagram profiles. Yeah. But then I'm like, what do you do? Other than taking a great ass photo, what do you do? Yeah. And most of them do nothing. That's it. Which is frustrating, but but that is the way people are going. Is like They'll look at you and say, wow, they've got good style. I want to follow them. If this person now says, hey, buy Danocracy merch, their followers are going to do it. So yeah. I guess, I don't know. It's a little more intimate. Um, okay, let me tell you what a social media manager is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter to communicate with the world on behalf of your company. Okay, fair. Yeah. So for, for influencers, just substitute that with company, with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, now we're in the top three. These are getting very obscure. I saw your face, yeah. <laughs> a data scientist. Oh, yes. 62%. Big data, baby. Let's talk about big data. 62% of people don't know what this is. Data science, crazy science. I actually kind of know about this. I, I really do. Okay. Um, basically, 
you know, uh, you have millions of people doing certain things, right? And you want to boil their actions down into points, right? So let's say, let's say in terms of Instagram, let's say algorithm or whatever, mm -hmm. right? You have a hundred people looking at a page and 73 people click on that same photo. Right. Right. So the data scientists basically make sure that, okay, when you have this, you know, a 70% of people are clicking this page, we want to actually refer this page to more people. I see. Right? Okay. So we put on the so explore page so that, that people can spend more just time. Studies data, basically. But th there's a whole thing of it. Now there's something called big data, which is like me. <laughs> yeah. I got a big, big data. Yo, call me big data. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like so, like big data is like when you're taking like data of like thirty thousand people, fifty thousand people, a hundred thousand people, right? And then trying to make uh, you know insight, take insight and introspection on that. Are you scared of of companies having your your like take it all, I, baby? Take it all. Eh? Take it all. I saw this thing on uh, Netflix. my life is like who like. Who gives a shit? But this is the thing. The most concerned people are the ones that have nothing to worry about. Yes. Like, why am I going to want to worry about what Janice is doing? I'm not. I've got a buddy, and I've re recently realized that he is a pessimist. Mm. Kind of frustrating, but once you realize that's what they are, it, it's you can move forward. They tend to think that they're a realist. Mm. Pessimism and realism can not be blurred, man. Yeah. They can hang out in the same place. Um, every time I'm with them, there's some sort of pessimistic thing of of data and we don't know fully what what's going to happen yet. And it's like, why is everybody think the sky is falling yeah. when data is out there? I'm so sick of people quoting the social dilemma on Netflix. Mm. People, you have to understand documentaries, especially one like that, have a narrative and they're sponsored by somebody. Yeah. So what you're hearing is going to obviously gear you towards what their main narrative is. And that documentary is that, you know, we don't fully know what data is going out there. They've got so much information on us mm -hmm. that they can use it against us. or they. Can, but at the same time, why are they going to want to use it against the average Joe watching this documentary? They're not. Yeah, They're not. They're going to use it to the masses. They're going to use it to people of power. It, it, it's For you and I, it's helping us get a better Spotify Discover Weekly. That's it. Or Amazon product recommendations. Or in my Instagram Explore page, it's just pictures of BMWs. I don't know. Yeah. I've been it just it caters it's about catering yeah i don't know no i i really don't think like i honestly even my location i i have no problem with them knowing my location however when i go to grocery stores and they're like yo what's your phone number so oh i never do that that's know? just that's more annoying that's just inconvenient i think the craziest but that's what they're doing what i'm not sorry i'm like not not being pessimistic right but that's literally what they're doing like hey sign up for our thing you know they just want to have data that says, okay, most of the people that buy our shit live here, right? Mm -hmm. Or most of the people, when they buy this, they also buy that. So let's combo deal them. What's know? a phone number going to do? It keeps like a, it's a data point. It's like a little name for your data. Oh, I see. I don't know. You don't believe it? I, I No, I do believe it. I think the one, I was at a shopping mall yeah. last year and I walked in the mall. My phone buzzed as if I got a text and I opened it up and it was a map of the mall. Oh, see, that's easy. That's amazing. That's convenient, but I can see why that would scare people. Saying, "How does it know?" And it's like they well, know because you're on their Wi-Fi, bro. Your location's turned on. Yeah. Um, okay, data scientist. You analyze information collected from across a business 
and identify patterns that would help its leaders make better decisions. Yeah. Okay, number two, an actuary. Seventy-two <laughs> percent of people don't know what this is. I'm one of them. I'm. I'll take a guess. An actuary is a guy who signs off on your shit to say that this is legit. Hey, that's a good guess. See the that's a, that's a good guess, right? It's kind of like a like a lawyerish type. Where I would just say. say Yes, an actuary. So you're saying like a notary. So you're saying someone that'll be that'll a barrister give credibility to a signature. Yeah, like a, almost like a lawyer type that will, you know, that will yeah, be yeah. there as okay. a witness for like those big forms, like the right. mortgages and bullshit. I would say an actuary is. I know it's not that, <laughs> only because when I signed off my mortgage for this, yeah, you had a barrister, a solicitor. There was. I just went to a lawyer. Yeah. And they were, so unless they're also an actuary, like they've got two titles, we'll see. I would say an actuary is someone that, no, this is dumb. I'll say it anyway. Say it, say it, say it. <laughs> A guy who uh, brings out the crutches for you no, in no, the no. hospital. An actuary, I think, is someone that is going to take a scenario <laughs> and mathematically break down how <laughs> realistic that'll be. Like, Not a how actual that'll be. <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is actual. That's like, so funny. Yeah, okay. That's their thing. Let's bring in the actuary. Yeah, that could actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, shrugs at things. Holy I'm shit. I'm for sure right. Holy No, I think I read. You use statistics to figure out how risky someone's past behavior makes them and estimate the cost to insure them. Okay. So. Oh, you see, that's where I was going with the lawyer thing then. That's kind of a mix. Insurance people. It's kind of a mix of what we both said. One is about insuring people. Yes. And one of them is about getting statistics to see how risky they are. Okay. So I think in Canada, this is called an underwriter, which is uh, you apply for insurance, like car insurance, and they look at, you know, there's a quote person, but then in the back end, there's an uh, there's an underwriter that says, yeah, you're pretty high risk, bro. Mm. So we're going to make you $400 a month. The top misunderstood job. Actually, it was pretty misunderstood. I like that. From 2013. <laughs> <laughs> is a UI designer. Oh. A user interface designer. Easy. 74% of people don't know what this is. Easy. You I this? would say incredibly easy. Incredibly easy. Well, just by the name, user interface designer, I'm yeah. picturing you've got an app, mm -hmm. you've got a, a software, you've got a, a program. Mm -hmm. You need to make this user-friendly. Mm -hmm. So you're going to use big red buttons to say next. You're going to yes. use uh, a volume knob to, to show them that they can turn the volume up for this program. Yes. I'm saying that's what that is. That's literally what it is, you know? Uh, for, also, for, for internet and applications, that's what it is. You know, like uh, the ads, you know, everything you have to double click, but ads, it's one click so that people, there's more clicks for ads, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, but there's also UX in terms of like user experience or UI uh, for like parks and for, um, you know, like uh, over here, uh, right. you know, like when you see like a park and there's just like this like dirt trail. Yeah. Obviously, that's what people prefer to take. Yeah. So then a UI guy or user experience guy for parks would come and just make that into a sidewalk. Just like, here you go. Uh, okay. So user interface can apply to things that are that are in public in real life. Yeah. Physically. Okay. It says you help design the parts of a website or software application that people actually interact with, such as the button people click on to buy something. Beauty. That pathway one was good. I like that. Because you always see that, eh? You go to a park and you're like, 
there's a pathway here, but yet you still see people take shortcuts and carve out this big muddy ass path. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it's so perfect sometimes. But like, that's how you know there's that many people in demand of taking a shortcut. Yes. Like, come on, guys, build a friggin' path. Shortcuts are in. <laughs> shortcuts are always in. People like saving time, you know? That's it. And in apps, you kind of got to find that shortcut that everyone wants to take. Where data um, science comes in. So that's it. None of those were super... I mean, I could see if, yeah. if you're at a table and like, so what do you do? Oh, I'm a UI uh, designer. It's like... God, just kill yourself right there. <laughs> well, it's because I was like, what the hell is UI? You got to say user interface. Yeah. And then I think most people can piece together what exactly you do. Yeah. Maybe it makes it a little bit easier. I have two questions for you. First, do you like talking about what you do at the dinner table? Love it. Love it. If it comes from a place of not condescending and like understanding. Because mm. some, sometimes people will ask questions like, so let me get this straight. You make videos for a living. Like that's condescending. That's pretty no, 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 bitch. What I do is I'll entertain and hopefully inspire people to try out a cool DIY. Entertainment is just, you know, it's funny. People are now giving credit to entertainers in a, in a pandemic or quarantine. Yes. Yeah. What have you, what did you do in June? Underrated job. What did you, you picked your ass while you did your accounting from your kitchen table. What did I do? I helped people get through it on a positive sense with entertainment. Yes. So suck on these nuts, Gus. Who's Gus? <laughs> uh, yeah, what I did, I played Warzone. Call of Duty, maybe yeah. <laughs> all day. No, I, I just, uh, yes, I do like talking about it if it comes from a place of um, genuine interest. And second question is, what is a job that you do not understand? A job that I don't understand would be a... Um, it's a hard one. Um, hedge fund manager. What the, really? What the F is a hedge fund? Oh, a uh, hedge fund... You, you know why? I had a friend in Dallas, Texas, okay? This guy was uh, older than me. I think at the time when we were friends, he was 36 or 37, maybe yeah. 37. And we got along great. And I went to his house. We hung out all the time. Went to his house. Um, massive three-story townhouse, super modern mm -hmm. in Dallas. Every time I went to interview for a movie in LA or New York, I would call him up and he was available to go. Mm. He worked from home. He drove an Alfa Romeo and he would often, he climbed Mount Everest. Like he did these excursions <laughs> that took up a lot of his time. That he shouldn't make up this much money. That, that he shouldn't yeah. even make this much money. And he was a hedge fund manager. Apparently, yeah. So from what I know, all right, this is my guess of what a hedge Charlie, fund manager is. Charlie, come here. Char, go on, sorry. Yeah, it's all good. Um, hedge fund manager is, oh, his little pause. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> he trots over. Um, first of all, you take... A lot of money because hedge funds usually I think are like a hundred K or more, right? Of investments. And then you take the, you take that money and then you, you invest it, not just for things, but against things as well. So you hedge against things. So you say like, oh. like, um, like gold is going to do bad tomorrow. So I'm going to hedge against gold. Interesting. Did you ever think that maybe they would invest in hedges? <laughs> You ever think? No, no, no me neither. Me neither. I, and I don't know what hedge fund is. I don't know why hedge, but I'm going to say the word hedge is from the tall mountain of cash that you have to have before you can go into a hedge fund. Because I think it's like hundred k. Okay. That would actually sort of explain it. Yeah. Um, there you have it, guys. That is uh, the top 10 jobs. Top misunderstood jobs. That's what it is. Top 10 misunderstood, most misunderstood jobs. 
that people and hopefully that we've cleared that list and now they got to make a new list because we've just told the world yes what these jobs are um i don't know how charlie's balancing on your knees like that. pretty impressive right but that's he's, he's agile amazing. this little noodle <laughs> uh, all right thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week love you as always